from San Diego, California, this is the One Extraordinary Marriage Show. We're being busy is overdone, romancing is fun, and scheduling sex is taking the guesswork out of wondering when you're going to get some. I'm Tony DeLorenzo, your co-host, along with my beautiful wife, Elisa, from coast to coast and around the world. Thank you for joining us. It's time to talk sex, love, and commitment. Give us a call at 858-876-5663. That's 858-876-5663. In today's show, we talk about the negative consequences when resentment builds up in your marriage and what you can do to change that path. And Alana Stewart had this to say about resentment. She said, bitterness and resentment only hurt one person, and it's not the person that we are resenting. It's us. So we're going to be talking a lot about that in today's One Extraordinary Marriage show. But like we start each and every episode, we start today's episode with a hug. And this week's hug is brought to you by One Extraordinary Marriages. He zigs, she zags. Get your communication on the same path. Now, this could be you. Do you remember how you felt when you first met your spouse? How close you were? You had that feeling that the two of you were soulmates? Why, you might ask? Well, it's because you spent so much time connecting and communicating. Now imagine having that same level of communication and connection and intimacy for the life of your marriage. To become one of those couples that celebrates your 25th, 30th, or even 50th wedding anniversary while still being completely in love with each other. That's what he zigs, she zags, brings to your marriage. But don't just take our word for it. This is actually, uh, I want to just share this word that came from one of our listeners who picked up this program. They said, I got married seven months ago. And as a newlywed, I can honestly say there is no playbook or instruction manual to prepare you for this thing called marriage. He zigs, she zags has been our playbook when it comes to our communication. I just wanted to message you guys and say, thank you. You are making a difference in our marriage. And each and every one of you can find this program at he zigs, she zags.com. So like, just like last week, we've had a couple of these voicemails come in and we've got another voicemail that we want to play for you today. I just want to thank you guys from the bottom of my heart for, I've been looking for a long time for a marriage podcast that truly dives in and talks about the real trials that people face in marriage. And all you hear every day is, don't get married, don't get married, don't get married. And it's all refreshing and wonderful to hear people talk about it in a positive way. Something where it makes you want to get married yourself. And mm-hmm. I just want to thank you guys from the bottom of my heart for your honesty, for how you guys are not afraid to talk about any subject, regardless of what it is. Mm-hmm. Me, myself, who has struggled in pornography, mm-hmm. I can relate so much to everything that Tony talks about when it comes to pornography and I just want to thank him truly for his candor and all that he stands for when it comes to pornography and I love you guys and keep up the great work and thanks very much again for all you you, you do guys thanks oh that's I love it man thank you so much for for calling in for expressing that mm-hmm. um you know, it. one of the things that Elisa and I decided to do when we first started this show almost seven years ago now was that we were going to be open, honest, and transparent. Yeah. And you know what? We're still going to continue doing it to this day because we talk to people each and every day and it's refreshing. It's needed in today's world. And you know what? 
if we don't hide it, then we know we're all in the same place at times, mm-hmm. right? It's okay, man. It's okay if you're in a spot where it's difficult right now. Believe me, Elisa and I have been there. So when we can talk about it, when we can share it, our hope, our desire is that you don't feel alone anymore. If you want to get in a call just like this gentleman did, just like the gal did last week, we want to hear from you. Call 858-876-5663 and we'll get you on the One Extraordinary Marriage Show. So as Tony said at the beginning of the show, we're going to be talking about resentment and the path to to really change that in your marriage because for so many couples, resentment is at play. And this show actually launched from this message that we received that said, my spouse and I have atypical roles. He cannot work. I work full time and travel for work. I'm gone two weeks a month. I'm spent when I get home. Domestic duties are not on my radar. He shops and cooks. We don't have kids and sometimes, sometimes I feel resentful. I don't like my role as provider. I don't like the responsibility. I don't feel secure. The load is heavy. Please advise. And, and I want to say just on the outset of the show, it, that whole provider role, resentment, it's not just all men or all women. Mm-hmm. There, there are a lot of burdens in marriage mm-hmm. that can cause resentment. And, you know, as we lead into today's topic, I really want to talk about some of those or just bring to light some of those areas where you may be feeling resent, resentful. Because a lot of times it's like, oh, is this normal? You know, am I the only one that feels resentment in this area? Well, the ones that I'm going to share with you just from the, the top of the show are all things that we've experienced oh, totally. in our marriage. Yep. There has been resentment towards the person who stays home with the kids. And there's been resentment towards the one who gets to walk out of the house every morning and go slay the dragon outside of the house. There's been resentment for having to take care of the household responsibilities. Mm-hmm. You know, the whole score, we did a show years ago on scorekeeping. Right. And that was a scorekeeping is all about resentment. There was resentment and has been resentment over the years of just like this message that came in of having to be the sole provider and the burden that places on one individual. There's been resentment in our own marriage about having to be the one always to initiate. That was life pre 60 days of sex challenge. There has been resentment about having upside down priorities where maybe the kids are first or work is first or extended family or other friends or obligations. Mm -hmm. Now that was like six things and they're all aspects that have over the last 20 years that Tony and I have been married where resentment has been allowed to creep into our marriage. And, you know, I share those because I want you to know that um, the two people that get behind these mics once a week are not immune to resentment. They're not immune to it because we're human. And as we talk about this, you know, it's not just where areas of resentment can be, but it's why, why does resentment creep into your marriage? You know, Mm -hmm. where does this resentment come from? And there are some key areas and we're going to kind of break these down, but some of the key areas where the resentment comes from, number one, and there's a reason we told you guys about he zig, she zags at the top of the show, because the number one reason that resentment is allowed to come into your marriage is because there's ineffective communication then it's unvoiced expectations because it's very easy to be resentful when your spouse is not reading your mind. I I don't know how many times we've shared with you guys that your spouse does not have ESP, but I will tell you virtually every 
message that we get, it seems like, you know, all of these times come because people are not satisfied or happy in their marriage because of these unvoiced expectations. Yeah. And then there's resentment because of it. I want to give the definition for this because where you're going, Mm -hmm. the word that it starts off with, I think really will peak. It will, it'll, it'll actually touch folks. So here's a definition for resentment, bitter indignation at having been treated unfairly. Mm. And so when I, when I read that, what really hit me was bitterness. When I'm bitter at something, that is a resentment that I am holding against Elisa, right? When I'm bitter because I've made sort of the, the I've movement, the <clears throat> it, is, it is time for bed, come to bed naked, <laughs> And then I'm reading and I fall asleep and then wake up and she might be there, but I've held this bitterness prior to falling asleep. You know, this bitterness of why didn't you come to bed? You know, why did you, you know, continue to watch TV? You know, that is what resentment is. And so for those of you who are, who are struggling sometimes going, oh, I don't have any resentment. Is there some bitterness mm-hmm. that you're holding on to today towards your spouse that you need to release? that you need to let go of. Well, and that's why that quote from Alana Stewart at the beginning, you know, when she talks about bitterness and resentment, mm-hmm. it only hurts one person. I mean, for sure, the way that you act out on that bitterness, that, that resentment hurts both of you. Right. But ultimately, you know, we're dealing with ineffective communication. We're dealing with unvoiced expectations. We're dealing with the fact that maybe there's no clear vision or direction Right. In your marriage. So you guys are just kind of like wandering around reacting to everything that life throws at you instead of having a plan saying, this is what we're doing. You know, it's like when Tony and I, you know, going back to, you know, the resentment towards the person that's staying home with the kids and the resentment for the person that gets to leave the house every day and not deal with diapers and things like that. Tony and I made a decision early in our marriage that if we ever had kids, we were going to do everything in our power that I would be the one to stay home with the kids, that we would have a stay at home parent which was all fine and dandy until I was the one who was the stay-at-home parent with the kid that wanted to cry all the time. And then I'm thinking, you know what? This decision is lousy because there would just be days. And any of you that are home with your children, you know that there are days when being the stay-at-home parent is not so glamorous. You know, when it was like I was talking to a mom the other day and she was talking about the fact that, you know, she doesn't even want to clean up in the morning, you know, the toys because in 12 minutes, everything's back out. And so there's this resentment even towards her children of like, can't we just leave it all picked up? Right. And and it's this, it's this sense of, okay, remember what our vision was. We wanted to have somebody home with parents. And so when you're in this place of not having a clear vision for what the goals are in your marriage, or maybe like something you decided three years ago, but life has changed and you haven't had the conversation again, going back to communication, that resentment is allowed to creep into your marriage. Mm-hmm. And then another area where resentment can ke- can creep in is this fear of rejection, right? And a lot of people are like, well, how does that work? Lisa, with resentment. Well, it works because, you know, there are things that you desire in your marriage, maybe sexual positions, maybe, you know, different places you want to have sex, maybe trips that you want to take, maybe things that you want to do, but you're so worried. You have so much fear of being rejected for your spouse that you don't even bring up the idea, but then you become resentful that you're not being allowed to do these things or you're allowed that you're not pursuing these aspirations is actually a better way to phrase that. 
right? But the thing is, it kind of goes back to the unvoiced expectations. If you're so worried about being rejected by your spouse that you don't say what's on your mind, then again, your lack of pursuit in any of those areas is because you haven't said anything to your spouse. Mm -hmm. So pushing through that fear of rejection, I mean, guys, we are hearing it on a daily basis how resentment is destroying marriages. It's the whole reason behind the show. Because just like that wife that wrote in and said, what do I do? You know, we know that virtually every couple that we have ever talked to has had to deal with resentment in some aspect. I mean, we just listed mm-hmm. some of ours. You may have you may have resentment towards financial decisions. Right. That, I mean, we, I didn't even put that one on, but that's another one. That's another one, for sure. That we've had in our marriage. Resentment towards, you know, maybe a, a spouse who has taken up a healthy habit, and yet that healthy habit takes them away from you and the family. Yep, you, we've had like, that one. <laughs> you know, that... that you know, can cause resentment. Like now you're sitting at home going, well, now my spouse is all fit and they're healthy and that's what they wanted and I wanted for them. But now I'm here and I'm not fit and I'm not healthy or I don't feel good. And so there's a resentment that, man, my spouse, you know, achieved their goals and I'm still here doing nothing, you know? Or the resentment towards the time that's being taken away. Taken away. Pursuing, you know, either fitness or a hobby or, you know, Mm -hmm. those types of things. And, and, you know, quite honestly, when they're pursuing their goals, that's not a bad thing. But But again, if you don't share what you're feeling and you allow that resentment to creep in, resentment is a poison in your marriage. It builds slowly. It's like, you know, you just think about how an avalanche starts, right? An avalanche does not start with the gigantic massive ball of snow at the top that just you know careens down a hill an avalanche starts with a tiny little piece that starts rolling downhill and as it rolls it picks up speed and size Mm -hmm. until it gets to the point where it is destroying everything in its path that's right. resentment is the same way in your marriage because what what's And, and and it just honestly it takes out the joy in your life Mm-hmm. So I, good. It just it just wipes it away. And having been there myself, and I'm not talking about just like I I shared at the earlier in the show with just you know going to bed. I mean I'm talking about deep resentment. I'm talking about resentment that was held on for months, years, and how my life was just devoid of joy. Mm-hmm. And that. Folks, that's a place and that's a recipe for like danger. Like something is going to snap. Absolutely. Because, you know, what starts out as one disappointment suddenly becomes this laundry list Mm -hmm. a mile long of everything and all of the ways that your spouse has hurt you, disappointed you, not been there, et cetera, because you've never addressed it. Right. You know, being angry or disappointed about one thing, it happens. I mentioned one. We've mentioned many mm-hmm. on this show. But what each one of those scenarios had in common is that we didn't address it when it happened. And so, like I said, that whole avalanche, it snowballs. And it's so interesting, you know, as we were thinking about our own marriage and even, you know, some of what was shared in that email about how does resentment show up mm-hmm. in marriage? And, and I think it's important because a lot of people think, well, you know, it's you know, when you talk about the definition and you said that bitter, indigna- mm-hmm. bitter indignation, bitter indignation, 
a lot of people, I think, immediately go to, well, anger. Mm-hmm. And, and absolutely, anger is, you know, probably the most recognizable um, manifestation of that. But it's also, you know, just indifference, right? Where, you know, you kind of get the, I, I don't care, whatever you want to do. Yep. It doesn't matter to me. You know, just checked out, right? It comes in withdrawal. Like, I, I don't want to do that. No, you guys go on ahead about me. I'm not going, right? That just that, that withdrawal of the connection. It, it comes in, you know, in, in physical withdrawal, right? Not just, you know, kind of being indifferent and, and checking out, but it's the, I'm not, I mean, I've talked to spouses, guys. You want to talk about disconnect and withdrawal? It's the spouses that aren't even sleeping in the same bedroom anymore. It's the spouses who don't do anything together. And I would tell you, when we start to do, you know, when they come from marriage coaching and we start digging in, a lot of times the reason that's happening, in fact, I would probably say 99% of the time, is because there are resentments that are buried deep in the marriage that have Mm. never been dealt with, that have caused this chasm. Mm -hmm. Because when the resentments are allowed to grow, it's almost like one of you is standing on one side of the Grand Canyon and the other is standing on the other side. And you look across that chasm and you're like, how, how? How do we get across the Grand Canyon, right? How do we ever find our way back to each other again? And, you know, we don't want to just talk about all the negative sides of resentment, what it looks like, all these areas where you can be resentful, because we never want to leave you guys at the end of a show where we're like, okay, well, you know, go on your way. We want to share today what you can do if this is happening in your marriage. Can I say something about the Grand Canyon? Oh, yeah, go ahead. Just as an FYI, because I was like, I I wanted to Google this to find out. The widest part of the Grand Canyon is 18 miles. So when we think when you think about wow, we're 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 separated right now. I mean, it, you know, we we sometimes think, oh yeah, it, you must be able to see the other side, no problem. At its uh, and it says it's 277 miles long and up to 18 miles wide. So wherever you live, and we know that you guys are li- listening to us all over the world. Get an idea in your head of what 18 miles looks like. I know where we live in Poway, California, we're about 15 miles to the beach. Right. So, you know, I can position myself in the house and we kind of sit up on a little bit of a hill, look out and know that, I mean, I can't even see the ocean from where we live. And we'd have to go three miles into the ocean to be as far wide as the Grand Canyon is. And I will tell you, Right now, there have been times when Tony and I have felt that far apart. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Gosh. When our marriage has felt 18 miles apart. And I know there are quite a few of you listening all over the world that feel that same way today in your marriage. So the first thing that you need to do if you're like, okay, Tony and Lisa, you guys are speaking to me, is you need to acknowledge your feelings of resentment to yourself. Okay? It, 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 stop stuffing inside of you. Because you're stuffing these, these feelings that you keep just pushing down and like, I'm just not going to deal with it. I'm just going to stuff it. I'm going to stuff it. I'm going to stuff it. Your feelings are real, guys. And stuffing it, 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 it's that chasm that's growing. It's that snowball that's creating an avalanche. You're not helping yourself stuffing those feelings. But before you can even get vulnerable with your spouse, You've got to get real with yourself. You've got to acknowledge your hurt. You've got to acknowledge your pain. You've got to acknowledge your anger and the disappointments. Mm-hmm. Because you've got to get real with yourself 
before you can get real with anything else. And, mm-hmm. and the second thing that you have to do is you have to understand that, that everything that you hold on to, all of those negative feelings, no matter how justified you feel, because I know there are quite a few of you that are like, yeah, but Tony and Lisa, you don't know. You don't know how I've been hurt. You don't know what they've done to me. Well, quite honestly, you're right. We don't know. But we've lived resentful lives ourselves. We've had resentment in our marriage. And what we do know is that your resentment is keeping you from having the marriage that you desire. I think something we also have to look at and think about, too, is, you know, it ranges in and I want to say capacity from something that's small that we may resent mm-hmm. to something major. And just to have an understanding of that, and maybe there's not a huge thing, but it's little things that you're constantly resenting about your, sp- mm-hmm. about your spouse. That's you know, so good. There, there, there's this little thing here and that little thing there. And, and before you know it, it's such a pile. It's so heavy. It weighs you down so much. Not only can you barely get out of bed, been there before, I, I will say that, mm-hmm. been there before, um, but now your health is failing. Now your health is failing. And the stress, the worry, the anxiety, you know, it, it's those things that I've seen in my own life that I've been able to overcome by what Elisa is sharing here today. Mm-hmm. So it, it, this isn't something that we're speaking from, from high above and looking down. I wish. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, it's just hitting me hard um, where I just feel the, the emotion building up in me mm-hmm. even, you know, just knowing that pain, knowing that time when the resentment I had towards my beautiful wife where I could barely get out of bed. So what I want to say to you guys, though, is that if that's you, you're not alone. See, something Elisa and I didn't do back then and we didn't realize is that there are resources out there. There are people out there that can help. And many, many, many days, I sit across from our desk here at the office and I listen to Elisa work with couples from around the world taking on different challenges in the sense of where they're at in their marriage, opening up, releasing them, and then being held accountable so that they can grow, you know, kick this resentment to the side, to the curb, and truly have the joy they desire in their marriage. And so if you're there, I really want you guys to take a look at oneextraordinarymarriage.com slash coaching. Or if you want more information about it, you want to reach out to Elisa, you can also go to info at oneextraordinarymarriage.com. You know, she can get you set up with a with some consultation, get you guys some information because there's no reason to be there. There just isn't. Life is too grand. There's too much to accomplish. There's too much that we need to go after and achieve if we're going to have the extraordinary marriage that we desire. And so when we're stuck in our muck, sitting in bitterness, we're not going to get there. Mm -hmm. And I've had to work through that myself over the last six and a half years of doing this show. (laughs) You know, that is part of what we do 
and how we have overcome. So don't sit there any longer. Don't sit on the sidelines. Get in the game. Get in the game. It's okay. It's going to be tough. But guess what? Somebody's going to be right there to pick you up. Mm-hmm. So that's actually kind of hard for me to even jump back in after that because the truth of the matter is, is um, you know, as Tony shares that, I think through how many couples have had breakthrough um, through coaching calls, uh, getting past this resentment, getting to the point where they're celebrating anniversaries they never thought they would celebrate, where they're having breakthrough of going from being separated to sharing with us that their marriage is, you know, better than it's ever been. And, you know, what I realized is that these are couples that did, they acknowledged their feelings and they understood that, that having those feelings of resentment was keeping them from the marriage that they desired. And then they, they took it a step further and they chose to express their feelings. They chose to take that area of ineffective communication that really does permeate everywhere that resentment is right it it all comes from us not being able to express ourselves and so you know whether it's getting coaching or whether it's picking up he's she zags to learn how to have more effective communication that they did this because they realized that in order to be able to express their feelings there were skills they didn't have Mm -hmm. right and so that's why we created he's she zags to give you those skills to help you then to be able to be vulnerable and take off your masks because part of expressing your feelings is saying, you know what, I, I, I'm not going to wear this, this angry facade anymore. I'm not going to wear this withdrawn facade. Because even when you're expressing those emotions in those ways, there's still a part of you that's engaged and, and wants it to be better. Right? And when that part of you, as long as that part of you still exists, that you want it to be better, then you need to take action. Mm-hmm. You need yep. to take action. And, and you know, all of this builds to being able to communicate your expectations and realizing, and I don't care how many times Tony and I have to remind you guys, but realizing that your spouse does not have ESP. And if you want your expectations to be met, if you don't want to have resentment in your marriage, then you know what? The two of you have got to get on the same page in terms of communicating. And then the last step. And I want to just say one thing real quick on that one. Hey, if you fall back, if you take a step back and there is resentment, Here's the thing. You've already done everything else. So it's real simple to go the next day and go, listen, I've been holding some resentment Mm -hmm. because of what ended up happening last night. And I just want you to know that. And I'm releasing it because you know what? I love you. I desire to be with you. I want our marriage to last. And so you then have that ability to release it instead of hold it, hold it, hold it for months and years to come. It's it's done like that. Elisa and I still have it. The next day, we're able to let it go. Sometimes it's in that it happens in the morning, and we get it. We let it go that night. There's too much in life, like I said before. There's too much in life for me to sit and wallow in that place. Absolutely. And then that's actually the last step is mm-hmm. to rinse and repeat. You know, things are going to happen in your marriage, and you're going to need to acknowledge your feelings. You're going to need to understand that they're keeping you from an extraordinary marriage. You're going to need to express those feelings. You're going to need to take off your masks and you're going to need to communicate your expectations. And you're going to be doing this for the rest of your married life. And like Tony said, when you do that over and over again, guess what? You're not staring at somebody 18 miles away across the Grand Canyon. That's right. You're, you're, not. You're, you're dealing with the person that sleeps six inches away from you in your bed. And that's, that's the distance the distance is so small that guess what? You can roll over and kiss your way out of it. 
Right. You can roll over and snuggle next to each other. You can't do that when you're 18 miles apart. But as you practice these skills, that distance is going to get smaller and smaller until guess what? You see each other face to face and you realize that you're creating an extraordinary marriage. Mm-hmm. I love it, man. I love it. You know, this is something that it, it, it comes up in conversations. You know, so many people will ask us, Hey, where do you guys get your stuff from? Like, where do, where do you come up with these ideas? And we are truly blessed to have a family, you guys, the one family who is always going through life and willing to take that step. Mm-hmm. You, you, you want to be intentional about your marriage. You're taking action in it. And yet there are things that just come across your paths, right? And so it is so great to be and have you guys share that with us. So this week, go out there. Go out there. Don't allow resentment to weigh you down. Mm. Don't allow resentment to hold you back from those dreams that you do have together. The thing is, is are you going to get intentional? And are you going to take action this week so that you don't live there anymore? That's the question we have for you. And that's the question you need to ask yourself. Because if you are ready to jump forward, if you are ready to take off and get rid of that worry, rid of that anxiety, then I ask you to get up over to oneextraordinarymarriage.com slash coaching and jump on with Elisa. Get it started this week so that you can just enjoy life, right? That's what we're here to do. And when we enjoy life, we shine a light upon our communities, our churches, our world. And we show love to one another. And that, folks, is what is going to allow us to reach a million marriages and more across this world. So go do it, you guys. Get rid of resentment. Get rid of bitterness. And live a life full of love, joy with each other. We love you guys. Have a fantastic week.